welcome back to another episode of the Realm of Unknown, and thank you for joining us today. I hope you guys are having a good time. Uh, it is currently, at the time of recording this, the, well, it's technically not autumn yet, however, it's beginning to feel like it, if anyone's here on the East Coast or where I am in the Philly area, uh, it is, like, drastically much colder than you would think and they dropped to like literally it felt like it was 20 degrees outside yesterday and it was just insane and i'm trying very desperately to hold on to the very last few days of summer that we have here and unfortunately it feels as though we're not going to get that but things have been well i guess i don't know and i'm trying to get a lot of things done for this podcast if you guys are following me over on instagram and twitter I'm keeping up with a few little like sneak peek type things that I'm trying to work on down the pipeline. And if you guys are supporting the Patreon over at Realm of Unknown uh, at Patreon, um, <laughs> you guys, you specifically will know very specific details about what is coming up soon. And sort of like a first, first look sneak peek type thing. And I'm sort of working on one of two projects that will be you know heard to the masses on this podcast and then in addition there's going to be a second smaller project that i'm working on that's going to be over on patreon exclusively so if you do want to check that out and you want to get some more content you know specifically for me you want to hear my voice i don't know why you would want to but (laughs) um if you do and that's something you may be interested in we do have a patreon now and if you wish to support it you can get this exclusive content from the one, three, or five dollar tiers. As you go further up, you get extra bonuses. But this special series will be open to anyone who is supporting the Patreon. So if you want to check that out, definitely go do it. Again, it's Patreon at Realm of Unknown. The link should be somewhere. I don't know if every platform here allows for links to be seen, but I know on Apple Podcast and then you know, Anchor and stuff like that, you can click on links. So if you do want to check it out check it out there and also stay tuned on twitter because i have some fun stuff that i i I want to be more active during the autumn season i know it's cheesy for being a paranormal podcast to do that and be like oh my god it's the autumn season it's spooky time and i do a spooky thing and it's more so but the fact that i just love being active in the fall i love doing stuff in the fall and i love I, I, I grew up here on the East Coast uh, in the in Pennsylvania, and we have a really nice autumn season, and it's something that I've always enjoyed, and I really want to just sort of experience a bit more with you guys. I have a few trips that I'm hoping to make a possibility in October, so stay tuned for that, and I will keep you posted on there. But without a further ado, let's get started on our special topic today. And I'm not going to say what it is, but as you hear the script, you will know, you'll have an idea. So, mummies have always been something, it's been like an interest, in my opinion, it's a really interesting phenomenon that happens across the world, and it comes along with stories of myths and legends as we try to sort of fill in the blanks about how this individual lived, and how, you know, this mummy eventually died, and how we discovered it. And one of the spookier and in many ways more infamous phenomena that is associated when it comes to mummified remains is that the possibility that they somehow are imbued with this malevolent curse that haunts all of those who have disturbed their final resting place. In a lot of ways it's very Hollywood, but then again they've also made a bunch of 
mummy movies so it's kind of makes sense it's not out of the realm of possibility <laughs> but something that is not very hollywood is the fact that this sort of legend and curse is not restricted to those that have been solely found within egypt and the numerous tombs and pyramids a lot of mummy movies focus on that region when it comes to you know hollywood movies and stuff like that but in retrospect and in reality this comes from several different cultures and several different regions across the globe. This brings us to today's topic, something that I have sort of vaguely known about for a while now and have been trying to find a time in order to talk about it, and that is the discovery of a set of frozen remains discovered preserved within the ice of the European Alps. After their discovery, these remains sparked several questions from experts and researchers alike, in addition to several strange rumors and chats and talks and discussions of a curse that may be plaguing all of those who have been researching the remains. So let's begin. Hopefully no curse comes my way, or your way. Uh... Hopefully, by proxy, no one's affected. <laughs> um, so, on October of 1991, I was not even a thought at this point, a curious discovery had been made among the cold peaks of Italy's Ezzo Alps. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but bear with me. Along the border of Italy and Austria, two German hikers by the name of Hammett and Erica Simmons were walking through the mountain pass enjoying the view and this beautiful scenery when they stumbled across something that was pretty much out of place and rather gruesome. Buried within the ice up to its chest was the human corpse frozen solid. Standing out amongst the white snow and ice-covered landscape, it was rather easy to spot out, and the startled couple at first thought it was the body of a lost mountain climber that was also up on the mountains like they were, and quickly they notified the local authorities. After several failed attempts to extract the mysterious body from the ice, this was due to a lot of bad weather that was going on at the time, and unfortunately it delayed the recovery a few days. It was finally recovered on September 22nd and was found to be wearing several layers of clothing made from various materials including woven grass, animal skins, and leather, as well as having deer hide shoes which had bear skin soles. Which, they were rather durable and constructed in order to endure this sort of wet and cold environment. The mysterious corpse was also in possession of a flint knife a very well-crafted copper axe, a simple fire-starting kit, a scraper, drill, bone awl, an unidentified tool made out of antlers, and an unfinished longbow, along with 14 half-finished flint-tipped arrows. So he was pretty well-equipped, at least for his time. The body itself, which had been completely mummified within the ice, was determined to be that of a man within his mid-40s. A smaller statured individual standing at about 1.65 meters, or for anyone here in America, 5 feet and 5 inches. And he weighed approximately 50 kilograms, or roughly 110 pounds. This being while he was alive. And he had lived between the years of 3,359 and 3,105 BCE. 
making him well over 5,000 years old and the oldest known preserved specimen, that of a human, in all of Europe, which is rather rather fascinating to me to think that he is, at this point in time, the oldest discovered person of Europe, like the region of Europe in total. That's insane. So the body was also covered in a total of 61 tattoos arranged in 19 patterns, all ornate black lines along his back and down to his legs. The discovery had been known variously as Etsy the Iceman, and in other circles and other nicknames he is also known as the Samillion Man, and his discovery would become a rather baffling puzzle for those who had been studying him. Researchers used increasingly sophisticated technologies and techniques to try to come up with some sort of understanding about the mystery involving this individual's identity, his life, how he lived, and eventually how he died and sort of got to the middle of nowhere, because this is very remote and it seems odd to have discovered a lone body up in this region. Over the years, it had been speculated rather numerously about what he could have been during his life. Many theories came up about him being a sheep herder, a hunter, some thought that he was a copper smelter, a shaman, soldier, chieftain, loads of different things. His death had the same amount of speculation when it came to it, and that had to do with people really just not being able to pinpoint what possibly you know was his end. Many thought that maybe this had to do with a hunting accident. Many people thought that this could do with a battle or ritual sacrifice of some sort, perhaps from a tribe of his region. And a lot of people eventually sort of settled on the idea that he died due to exposure with the harsh elements. Again, the cause of death of exposure was pretty popularized at this time, and a lot of people sort of focused and honed in on that, but... Subsequent findings, such as bruises and cuts on his hands, evidence of blunt force trauma onto his head, and signs of an arrowhead that had been removed prior to death, as well as a second arrowhead still lodged within his shoulder, along with signs of a pierced artery, ultimately led researchers and investigators to the conclusion that this man had died from a very violent death. These signs of violence suggested that rather than a simple death due to the elements that many have theorized, it is now thought that the Iceman may have been the victim of a rather brutal murder or killing in some sort of ambush or perhaps ancient battle that took place in the area. Although on top of all of this, it is also really unclear if he actually died on the location of his discovery or if he was moved after death, or perhaps moved while injured. People aren't really sure, and it isn't really too possible to discover that sort of stuff due to a lot of evidence being lost over time. Today, no one really is sure too much about the Iceman. He is still an enigma wrapped inside of a puzzle, that whole phrase. And people are still theorizing, you know, what his lineage is, what brought him up to the mountain in the first place, why he died, how he died specifically, who killed him, all these sort of questions are still sort of circling about. And as the, even though they got a few answers and a few like spotlights onto maybe how certain things happened, this guy is still one of the biggest archaeological puzzles of 
like recent years. He's pretty up there. But this is not the only thing that has brought, you know, fame or infamacy when it comes to this set of remains. In addition to the mystery surrounding the Iceman's life and death, is that of the strange stories that the mummy is surrounded by some sort of curse. And that this curse could potentially, so far, may be the cause of the deaths of seven people associated with the discovery and research of the Etsy mummy at this time. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, hello. I hope you guys are currently enjoying the episode at the moment. I apologize for taking you out of it. But if you guys are currently enjoying it and you just enjoy podcasts overall, then, you know, maybe want to get a little bit out of it, (laughs) aside from the really great content. So, as at the moment, I am currently doing a quick promotion for the PodCoin. If you guys currently do not know what that is... PodCoin is a really great service that allows you to listen to all your favorite podcasts, as you usually do. However, you get a nice little reward out of it in the form of some in-app currency that allows you to then purchase a wide variety of prizes. A lot of these prizes have to do with gift cards and such like that to Amazon and Starbucks, which is pretty great to have a few extra dollars just by listening to podcasts. I currently use the app myself, and I've you know, racked up a few things and got myself a quick little Starbucks gift card, which definitely helped with those long nights of editing, which anyone else currently doing a podcast can definitely, definitely attribute. And if any of you guys want to try out PodCoin for yourself, you can do so by downloading the app on either iOS or Android, which is pretty great. And if you want to get some few extra points while signing up, you can use the special code RealmPod when you first sign up. That is RealmPod. The P and the R are capitalized. Keep that in mind. But if you enter that code, you will get a special 300 pod coin just while signing up. And if you listen to enough, you can get yourself some free cappuccinos at Starbucks like I did. Or just put a little extra cash on your Amazon gift card wallet. So go ahead and listen to this podcast if you wish to, or any of your favorite podcasts over on the PodCoin app. And sign up with the referral code RealmPod. So I hope you guys enjoy. If you want to check it out, remember, the code is RealmPod. To get a quick special bonus when signing up. The first death linked to this so-called curse is that of the forensic pathologist from the University of Innsbruck by the name of Rainer Hen, age 64. Rainer was one of the earliest scientists working on deciphering the Iceman riddle, and indeed he was one of the first people to handle the mummy itself when he helped pry it from the ice and place it into a body bag for further investigation. He had died in a catastrophic car crash on his way to give a lecture on some of the findings that he had on the mummy. 
This death was followed by that of the mountain guide who had helped lead Hen and the other researchers to the body in the first place. This man was also one of the first to help uncover the body from the ice, and his name was Kurt Fritz, and he was 52 years old, and he was killed in a freak avalanche. Oddly enough, however, despite him not being the only person in that group that was up in the mountains at the time of this incident, Fritz was the only one to be hit by this deadly wave of snow and ice crashing down the mountain. Everyone else survived. These mysterious deaths would continue when an American filmmaker, who had been filming the removal of the Iceman from his frozen burial for a documentary on the subject, later died from a sudden brain tumor. These events happening one after another after another is creepy enough and sort of odd in its own right, but at this time, rumors of a curse surrounding the Etsy ice mummy had already sort of been circling about. People began to think that uncovering it and disturbing it had awoken some sort of mysterious evil force on like bent on revenge and stuff like that. And this sort of vengeance would not stop at the death of the tour guide and filmmaker and it would continue to claim a few more victims. Next was one of the actual hikers who had first discovered the Iceman's body while up on the mountains. Helmut Simmons, the man we talked about earlier, uh, along with his, I believe, wife, was aged 69 at the time when he went missing while on a hike through Austria's Geiskagal Peak on October of 2004. After an intense search for the missing man, his body was eventually found in a small stream. He had fallen some 300 feet off of a really, really high ledge during a sudden and horrendous blizzard that had struck the area. Oddly enough, on top of this discovery, the leader of the mountain search party who had been tasked on finding Simmons, a man by the name of Dieter Warnick, 45 years old, would also die from a heart attack a mere few hours after Helmut Simmons' funeral. Warnick's death was then followed by the death of Conrad Spindler, age 55, who had also been one of the very first scientists to examine the Iceman. And although his wasn't particularly sudden, he did die from complications connected to multiple sclerosis. The final and perhaps in some regards more spontaneous sort of, I guess, victims in relation to the Iceman curse was that of an American-born molecular archaeologist by the name of Tom Loy, age 63. Loy had been instrumental in uncovering some important information about the Iceman. Loy had discovered four different types of blood on both the Iceman's clothing as well as his weapons, being crucial in pushing the discussion towards the theory that perhaps the Iceman had succumbed to a more violent demise rather than that of the elements. Loy was later diagnosed with a rare hereditary blood condition shortly after his involvement with the Iceman case. He would later on battle this condition for several years before eventually succumbing to the illness. Interestingly enough, throughout his ordeal, Loy was well aware of this curse, which had, you know, many people thought was linked to the mummy and in relation then linked to him. Yet he had always told his colleagues that he did not believe in such a thing, and that it could all be chalked up to wild speculation. 
Loy had often simply stated to those who had questioned him about the curse, quote, people die, rather short and sweet. So was all of this just mere speculation, like Loy says, or is this some sort of coincidence and, or creepy legend in relation to the curse? Well, the curse of the Otsi Iceman is certainly not the only one associated to spooky mummies uh, or ancient myths. Like I said earlier, it's often compared to the infamous Curse of the Pharaohs, which is the death of those linked to the removal and you know the discovery of Egyptian mummies. And despite all of this, you know, connection and theorizing and all this sort of stuff. There are probably hundreds of people who have been involved with handling and studying the removal and recovering of the Iceman's remains over like several, several years. Again, he was discovered in 1991. It's 2019. So statistically, seven deaths out of that total number isn't all that concerning, especially in the involvement of several, you know, older gentlemen, people with illnesses and people who, you know, went hiking and did, you know, more dangerous, you know, occupations and ha- uh, hobbies. So it's not all too out there that they may die shortly after such a discovery. Although it, you know, again, may be some sort of coincidence, uh, a rather key fact that should be, you know, taken from this is the fact that a lot of people still truly believe that the o- that the Etsy Iceman is, you know, some sort of sinister curse that has this looming force about it that tries to, you know, target anyone in relation to him or it or whatever the curse is, technically. Um, However, at present, the remains are kept in a refrigerated, technologically advanced chamber deep within the bowels in the South Toy Museum of Archaeology in Balsano, Italy, and the curse seems to be, at this time, silent. No one else has died since the last death, and at this moment, doesn't really seem as though it's going to continue on. So, it seems to be stagnant, perhaps it's due to the mummy, or the remains, technically, being put away, and no longer, like, thoroughly, thoroughly being researched as, um, ravenously as it was when it was first discovered. However, it is still interesting to think that a lot of people are still, you know rather skeptical when it comes to this sort of stuff and sort of think that this sort of legend and theory and sort of threat in a lot of ways could still be looming out there in the background maybe potentially targeting its next target at the as we speak I, again i hope it's not me and i hope it's none of you guys but again i thought this was interesting i've always been fascinated when it comes to mummy stories and like ancient curses things that you know may have been in place prior to this person's death and that in the ancient time wasn't that big of a you know concern or wasn't that too like out there when it comes to like being a possibility however us in the modern age just happened to stumble upon it and don't know anything about this so-called curse and just happened to open it up and we're just dumb curious people wanting to know answers it always seemed interesting to me and i thought it was a rather unique story because again this individual this ice man so to speak was discovered up in the Alps. Again, he's like the oldest discovered body in Europe. And it's it's interesting to, you know, hear these sort of stories when it comes to 
something that's not solely focused on Egypt, as much as I love the Egyptian myths and the Egyptian, uh, you know, like stories around pharaohs and legends. And, uh, you know, I don't know too many of their specific like types of curses. You know, obviously people have stuff when it comes to the Tutankhamun tomb. And I believe there was one for an Egyptian queen that I, I used to know back in high school and I forgot the name. But, you know, it's definitely something that has been in the mainstream a bit more often than it comes to other curses and other ancient discoveries. I'm sure there are several when it comes to other locations. You know, we've got a lot of ancient cultures down in South America and Central America nearby. And a lot of people have those stories when it comes to Native American burial grounds here in America. So I'm totally possible i don't know why people aren't focusing on these ones more perhaps we will talk about a few of them we talked about a few of them in recent uh topics when it comes to native american ritual areas and sacred ground it's a lot of america or i should say a lot of the u.s uh, but canada has a lot of them too but again it's interesting to talk about something that is technically the same thing as the egyptian uh like pharaoh stories but in an area that you wouldn't particularly associate to that sort of stuff. And again, like he's just found in the middle of nowhere. It's bizarre. And I thought that there was a lot of interesting things to talk about when it comes to this story. Again, it wasn't anything too, too paranormal, to, technically. And I know it's not like a ghost story and it's not you know like a UFO or whatever. Um, but I do want to talk about some more interesting like stories and bizarre topics. Cause I, I just like it again it's the 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 podcast is the realm of unknown it doesn't you know solely have to focus on the paranormal or you know ghosts and stuff like that it can range from a lot of things and i've got a f- few interesting stories that i want to talk about in the near future and i hope you guys will enjoy them because i personally do and i i definitely would like to share that with you guys But I am wrapping this up because I'm rambling on, and I hope you guys enjoyed the topic of the Etsy of the Etsy Iceman. And you know, if you guys have any information or any of your own stories in relation to this discovery, uh, hopefully you aren't you know cursed and you would like to share it with the rest of us. That would be greatly appreciated. You can share with me over on Twitter and Instagram at Realm of Unknown. Or, you know, you can email it to me personally at realmofunknown at gmail.com. Again, if you guys want to help support the podcast and help support the brand in relation, you can check me out at Realm of Unknown over on Patreon. Again, we have a $1, 3 and $5 tier list that you guys can help support from. The base tier will get you a newsletter, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, and in addition, extended you know bonus features such as the mini series that I talked about, in addition to other topics and research that I will be doing on the side. So that will get you the basic stuff, and the three and five dollar tiers will get you additional background uh, information and also participation in polls, as long uh, or in uh, I can't even speak right now. Along with being able to bring out your own topics and discussions that may be considered for future episodes. And eventually, when I'm able to make it a possibility, I am going to be having a merch store of some sort. And these tier lists will get you um, exclusive content as well as discounts for potential items that will be coming in the future. So definitely check that out again if you want to. Again, also keep in mind... 
you don't have to support the Patreon in order to gain access to some of the Patreon content. The tier lists have very specific things that I will be posting about. However, when it comes to posting interesting articles, stuff that I might, you know, talk about later on down the line, or just updates on certain things, I post those to Patreon. I don't want to bombard people on Twitter with, you know, articles and links and research stuff over and over and over again. So I dictate that solely to Patreon, and if you guys want to check that out or check out, you know, the the show notes that I have for these shows and, you know, the links that I use for research, those are all dictated to Patreon. I definitely want to build up that community a bit more, and I think that adding these sort of more technical things and this more research-heavy assets of you know, this whole process is definitely something that would make it a bit more unique over Twitter and definitely Instagram because I can't even post all that stuff on Instagram. But, you know, again, if you want to check me out, you don't have to support it. But if you do, it'd be greatly appreciated. And I would very much like it. And I hope you guys would appreciate the exclusive content that I'd be bringing to the table. Again, though, I am rambling and I don't want to keep you guys any longer than you have to. But I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Again, stay tuned for some really, really interesting stuff that is coming out this October for the entire month of October, wink, wink. And I hope to see you guys then. I hope to see you guys next week for the next episode that we will be discussing. But until then, remember to stay spooky.